I coil upon your feet Like wine for you to drink Jesus The entrance of his word giveth light The eyes of your understanding are about to be enlightened Get set for the word which will change your world for good Christ Palace expressing his love displaying his power and now Dr. Mark say I love Jesus and I love you also amen you are great Jesus a thousand wells is never enough to worship you Jesus we love you we honor you Jesus we honor you, Jesus. We do. We honor you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We honor you, Jesus. 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 There is no one like you. There is no one like you. There is no one like you. Thank you that by your power you touch somebody today. You pick a burden from somebody's shoulders today. You give somebody perfect and total rest today. In Jesus' mighty name. There is a garment called firstborn. And that's what I want to talk to you about. Amen. Romans chapter 8 verse 19. Thank you, Jesus. We love you. Romans 19. Yes, please. For the earnest expectation of the creature waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. The earnest expectation of the creature waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. It means that the creature is not waiting for God, but for the sons of God. The creature is not waiting for the manifestation of God. They are waiting for the sons of God to manifest. Are you with me? So that the world is in this state not because of God. It is this way because of the sons of God. Because they are waiting for them to manifest. It is the manifestation of the sons of God which will satisfy the longing of all creation. Hello? When God created everything, he made the sun, the trees, the cow, the donkey, every one of them, when God had finished, they all waited for Adam to come. And when Adam came, everything was perfect. So that all creation was waiting for the Son of God, the expression of God to manifest. Hallelujah. Yes, we know that there is a God, but you can never know God except by his expression. So when we say the Son of God, we are talking about the expressions of God. So all creation, they are waiting for the manifestation of the expressions of God. Does it make sense? One of the reasons why we preach when we come to church, preaching is not a place where, or the pulpit is not a place where you talk about human philosophy. Are you with me? Or you express how you feel. The pulpit is a sacred place where the divine life of God is imparted to mankind. Preaching is an institution which gives God an avenue by which he can do what he has said he can do. Without preaching, God can't do what he must do. Titus 1 verse 1 to 3. Now, as I'm preaching, the power of God is available. Maybe you want a healing, whatever situation. Believe that as the word is coming to you, you receive a touch. Amen. 
Amen. Amen. Titus 1 verse 1. And yes. I read, Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect and the acknowledging of the truth, which is after godliness, in hope of eternal life, which God, that cannot lie, promised before the world began. Yes. But has in due times manifested his word through preaching. Okay, so God promised eternal life before. But how did God manifest the eternal life? Through preaching. Hello, are you here? How did God manifest the eternal life? But had in due time manifested his word. His word is the, his promise of eternal life through preaching, which is committed unto me according to the commandment of God our Savior. So the manifestation of what God wants to do, it comes by preaching. So Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has sent me. He said a lot of things, but he said, he has sent me to preach. So Jesus said, before he left, the only assignment he gave to his disciples was that, go and preach or to teach. Why? By preaching and teaching, the counsel of God, the will of God, the promise of God is established upon the earth. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So that anytime you get exposed to preaching, know that it is not informa just information coming to you, but there's an impartation coming upon your life. Amen. Are you with me? So, the Bible said, all creation are waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. When we talk about manifestation, you cannot manifest and we will not see. Manifestation demands recognition. Manifestation demands recognition. You cannot say that I came to church, but uh, if you came to church, I didn't see you. So there is no proof that you came to church. If you came to church, I must see you. Okay, someone said maybe he was sitting at the back. If you came to church and you came to stand in front, everybody will see you, three of us. In the same way, if the sons of God are going to manifest, it means people must recognize us. Christianity demands recognition, true Christianity. You cannot say that I'm just a Christian and it's just, no, I, myself, and God, no. You are a true Christian, not for God, because God knows everything. God does not need you to be a Christian. God wants you to be a Christian for your world. Hello? God wants you to be a Christian for your family, for your workplace, for your neighborhood. God wants you to manifest so that they will see the God through you. That is why Jesus came. So that they can look at Jesus and say, ah, this is God. This is how God is like. When Jesus came, Jesus was the expression of who God is. He came to express the love of God, the power of God, the humility of God, the kindness of God, the compassion of God. But there was God in heaven all this time. But they didn't see that God. But when Jesus came, now, no, listen to me. The Christian God is called Jesus. Hello? The Christian God is called Jesus. Jesus is not the name of the, the person who just came. Jesus is the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. I don't have the time to explain to you, but Jesus, before he left, he said that when you go, go and baptize in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. But when the apostles went, when they were baptized, they said, we baptize you in the name of Jesus. They didn't say Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. They said, we baptize you in the name of Jesus. It means that Jesus is the fullness of the Godhead together. Are you with me? Jesus is the completeness of the Godhead. When we say Jesus, the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost are in that name, Jesus. The one you know is the one you said. And he's the one we are sent to represent and express. Romans 8 verse 29. Oh, Jesus. 
29. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. That he might be the firstborn among many brethren. So the plan of God is for you to be like Jesus. And Jesus is the firstborn of God. Hello? That he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Among many brethren. That Jesus, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. That he might be the firstborn among many brethren. The plan of God is for you to be a firstborn. Because till you become a firstborn, you don't inherit the blessing. The blessing of the firstborn or the double portion. In the Bible, we have what was called the double portion. Uh, can I get four people, three people and four phones? Three people and four phones. Let's. Okay. So I have three sons. Okay. I have three sons. Good. And this one is the eldest. It's intentional. This one is the eldest. <laughs> And I'm going to live for heaven. And I have property, so I'm going to deliver my property to my sons. Deuteronomy 21 verse 17. What should happen according to the law of the firstborn is this. The firstborn must get the double portion. Amen. Deuteronomy 21 verse 17. Yes. But he shall acknowledge the son of the hated for the firstborn mm -hmm. by giving him a double portion of all that he has. Mm -hmm. For he is the beginning of his strength. The, the right, right of, of the, the firstborn, firstborn is his. Say the right of the firstborn, the right of the firstborn is, his. is his. Now when we say double portion in the Bible, it does not mean that I have one phone. Then I multiply the phone and give it to the person like this. So if that is the case, it means these my sons, they don't have anything. But when you say firstborn, the, the right of the firstborn, it means that I have three sons. And I divide my inheritance into four equal parts. I give everyone one. One, one. But when it comes to the firstborn, I give him a double portion. Does it make sense? So this guy has the double portion because he has the right of the firstborn. Actually, this one is supposed to carry along my name. When I'm no longer there and they want to identify me, they will come to this guy. Not this guy, not this guy. Because this one has the authority, the right of the firstborn. Does it make sense? All right, now take your seat for me. Now, the plan of God is for you to have the right of the firstborn. Can I repeat it again? The plan of God is for you to have the right of the firstborn. Hello? But when we study the scriptures, we discover that Jesus is the firstborn of God. Colossians 1 verse 15. Colossians 1 verse 15. Yes, please. And I read. Who is the image of the invincible God? The firstborn of every creature. Who is the image of the invisible God? The firstborn of every creature. He's talking about Christ. Go to verse 14. In whom we have redemption through his blood, mm -hmm. even the forgiveness of sins. Who is the image of the invisible God? The firstborn of every creature. So that the right of the firstborn belongs to who? Jesus. Hello? The right of the firstborn belongs to Jesus. Jesus is the firstborn of God. He is the heir of God. And so we, when we come, we don't have the right of the firstborn. But when we study the Bible, we discover that 
we and Jesus have the same amount of possession. So if Jesus is the firstborn and he has the double portion, we too, we have the double portion. How can that be? Romans 8 verse 17. Romans 8 verse 17. Yes, please. And if children of God and joint us with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified now, said, If we are the children, then we are heirs of God. Join us with Christ. Now, when we say join us with Christ, it means that in this account, we have $100,000 in the account. I own the $100,000. You too, you have the right to the $100,000. Join us does not mean you have $50,000. This guy has $50,000. It means that together, we all own the $100,000. So that I can go to the bank and say, my, my, my asset is $100,000. And this guy can also go and say that this one too is for me. I own $100,000. Does it make sense? Now, if there's only one person who can get the double portion and inherit God, how can we be like Jesus by inheriting all of God's possession? How can we also enjoy the double portion of God? Are you here with me? Now, don't forget that. The Bible from Genesis to Revelation talks about only Christ. The Bible said in Luke 24 verse 47, he said, and beginning from Moses and through the prophets, he expounded unto them the things concerning himself. So that from Genesis to Revelation, you only find Christ. You only find Jesus. Till you find Jesus in the Bible, you have not started reading the Bible. Hallelujah. Amen. And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expanded unto them in all the scriptures, the things concerning himself. So that we will see how this thing works. Let's go to Genesis 27 verse 1. Genesis 27 verse 1. Yes, please. I read. And it came to pass that when Isaac was old and his eyes were dim, Mm -hmm. so that he could not see, he saw Esau, his eldest son, and said unto him, My son, and he said unto him, Behold, here I am, here mm-hmm. am I. And he, he said, Behold now, I am old. Mm-hmm. I know not the day of my death. Mm-hmm. Now therefore take, I pray thee, mm-hmm. thy weapons, thy quiver, and thy bow, mm-hmm. and go out to the field, and take me some venison, mm-hmm. and make every savory meat, such as I love, and bring it to me, that I may eat, that my soul may blaze, bless thee before I die. Now this is Isaac about to die. And he calls his, the Bible says, his eldest son. The eldest son was called Esau. He said, go and get me some good food, such as my soul loveth, so that my soul will bless thee. Are you with me? Yes. Now, if you are going to die, and you want to bless your son, just tell your son that you have two pros at uh, uh, Austin, two, two, two acres in Austin. Uh, you have one plot in... Uh, was, actually, the white, the white house is yours. You can have it. But Isaac didn't do that. He said, uh, there's something more than possessions I want to give to you. And I want to give it to you. Go and get me something good to eat. Then my soul will bless you. Listen to me. The blessing can get you the blessings. But the blessings can get you the blessing. I'll repeat. The blessing can get you things, the blessings. A car is a blessing. A house is a blessing. Uh, A house, whatever you get, there are things. There is a blessing we can get those things for you. But when you get those things, there's no way you can get the blessing. What Isaac wanted to hand over Esau was the blessing. So that with the blessing, anything will come to you with ease. The blessing 
it's like an it's what they call that like it's like the law of attraction. When it comes upon you, things come to you. But when you lack it, you fight, you struggle, you do this. And one of the things you want to hand over to your child or your children or you want to get from your father or your mother is the blessing. And that one is not physical. It comes by the release of words. Blessings and curses are the same thing. They are all empowerment. If I come and I say, I bless you, it means I have empowered you. If I come and I say, I curse you, it means I have empowered you. But this is the difference. The blessing is an empowerment to succeed. The curse is an empowerment to fail. When a person is cursed, the person has been empowered to fail. No matter what he does, he, must, she, he or he must fail. And when you are blessed, it doesn't matter what you go through. You must succeed. Because the blessing is an empowerment. So that Isaac wanted to empower the son to succeed. Are you in church? Yes. Next verse. And, make, and Rebecca heard when Isaac spoke to mm -hmm. Esau, his son. And Esau went to the field to hunt for venison and, and to bring it. Yes. Six. And, Re and Rebekah spake unto Jacob his son, saying, Behold, I heard thy father speak unto Esau thy brother, mm -hmm. saying, Bring me venison and make me savory meat, that I may eat and bless thee before the Lord before my death. Mm -hmm. Now therefore, my son, obey my voice according to that which I command thee. Go now to the flock and fetch from me, and fetch me from thence two gold kits of the goats. And I'll make them savory meat for thy father, such as he loveth. Mm -hmm. And thou shalt bring it to thy father, that he may eat, and that he may bless thee before his death. Mm -hmm. And Jacob said to Rebekah his mother, Behold, Esau my brother is a hairy man, and I'm a smooth man. Mm -hmm. There are two types of men in the world. We have hairy men and smooth men. One day we'll talk, we'll talk about the type of man. There are only two, hairy man and smooth man. All right. Let's verse, go. Verse 12. My father peradventure will fill me, and I shall seem to him as a deceiver, mm -hmm. and I shall bring a curse upon me, and not a blessing. Yes. And his mother said upon, unto him, Upon me be thy curse, my son. Only obey my voice, and go fetch me them. And he went and fetched, and brought them to his mother, and his mother made savory meat, such as his father loved. Mm -hmm. And Rebekah took goldly raiment of her eldest son, Esau, which were with her in the house, and put them upon Jacob, her younger son. And she put the skins of the kids of the goats upon his hands and upon the smooth of his neck. Mm -hmm. And he gave the savory meat and the bread, which she had prepared, into the hand of her son Jacob. And he came unto her fa his father and said, My father. And he said, Here am I. Who art thou, my son? And Jacob said unto his father, I am Esau, thy firstborn. I have done according as thou badest me. Arise, I pray thee, sit and eat of my venison, that thy soul may bless me. And Isaac said unto his son, How is it that thou hast found it so quickly, my son? And he said, Behold, thy, the Lord thy God brought it to me. And Isaac said unto Jacob, Come near, I pray thee, that I may feed thee, my son, whether thou be my very son Esau or not. And Jacob went near unto Isaac his father, and he felt him and said, The voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. And he discerned him not, because his sons were hairy, as his brothers Esau's son, so he blessed him. And he said, Are thou my very son Esau? And he said, I am. And he said, Bring it near to me, and I will eat of my son's venison, that my soul may bless thee. And he brought it near to him, and he did eat. And he brought him wine, and he drank. And his father Isaac said unto him, Come near now, and kiss me, my son. 
And he came near and kissed him. And he smelled the smell of his raiment and blessed him and said, See, the smell of my son is as the smell of a field which the Lord has blessed. Yes. Therefore God give thee of the dew of, the, of heaven and the fatness of the earth and plenty of corn and wine. Let people serve thee and nations bow down to thee. Let Lord over thy brethren and let thy mother's sons bow down to thee. Cursed be everyone that cursed thee. And blessed be he that blessed thee. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's stop here for now. Amen. That is very rich, okay? I'm just trying to discipline myself to stay in time. That's how I wanted us to finish reading. Amen. Amen. Now, there. Isaac says, go and get me venison. Get me some good food so that my soul will bless thee. Now, if we're in a business seminar, I will have talked about there are two classes of people. We have men who hunt, okay, and those who are farmers. The hunting men, they kill and they eat. One of the reasons why Jacob got the blessing was because Jacob was a farmer. Esau was a hunter. Anytime he got something, he ate it. He had no savings. He had to go to the bush and get something all the time. But for the farmer, the first day Jacob got a goat, he saw meat. He said, no, but I'll start a farm with this goat. And the goat will produce three young ones. Then the three young ones produce four ones. And the four, 20. So one was a farmer, one was a hunter. In life, learn to think about the future. Esau only talked about today. That's what hunters do. They kill and they eat. They kill and they eat. But farmers think about the future. What you have, it can be food or seed. The money you have right now, the $10 you have, it can be food or seed. That $100, that paycheck, which is so small that everybody, everybody is crying, it can be seed or it can be what a beggar. You choose. Are you with me? One of the things you want to do is that to actually get the blessing, it doesn't happen overnight. Esau didn't get the blessing not because of one incident. It was calculated number of events. The Bible says that Esau was a profane person. The Bible says Esau was a fornicator. Not because he was sleeping with ladies. Because of his lifestyle. He didn't care about anything. Everything was just today. Hebrews 12 verse 16. Oh dear. I'm not talking about that though, but... Hebrews 12 verse 16. Okay. And I read. Least there be any fornicator or profane person as he saw. Who for one muscle of meat sold his, his birthright. When Esau was selling his birthright, the Bible called him a fornicator. Fornication is not just the one you are thinking about. Profanity is not just the one you are thinking about. The Bible has another definition for profanity. When you fail to think about tomorrow, the Bible says you are a profane person. You are a fornicator. Why? All you think is today, I have $1,000 today, let's blow cash. Let's finish it. Ah. You just think about today. My paycheck, $5,000, $20,000. You buy a shoe, $2,000 shoe. And nobody knows it is $2,000 except you and the, and the guy who got your money. Does it mean that if you have money to buy $2,000, it's a sin? No. I, some people buy shoes, $5,000, I know. But look at you. If Bill Gates is buying shoe $5,000, you don't buy shoe $5,000 because his paycheck is in the millions. Your own is in the hundreds. So you don't live the life of Bill Gates. 
Don't leave this place trying to say that the pastor is telling me what to buy. I never said that. Only, the only thing I'm telling you is that manage so that you can get the blessing. Did I say something right? All right. All right. Clap for Jesus. I don't want trouble this morning. Yes. Yes. One day I'll teach about what is called the Esau syndrome. It's a syndrome. It's a, 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 a lot of factors. So the guy had nothing anytime. Can you imagine? If Esau wants to eat breakfast, Mom, I'm going to the bush, I'm coming. Why? The guy just wants to eat breakfast, though. Then you see the deer. Ooh! And come and prepare breakfast. Lunch time. Mommy, I'm going to get lunch. Then you go to the bush and kill another one. What kind of life is that? Even if you, when you went in the morning, you should have killed three of them to feed morning, afternoon, evening. All right. Okay, so that is just by the way. Don't be, tell someone, don't be a hunter. Be a farmer. Be a farmer. All right, all right. Go, go to Genesis 27. So Esau is going to get food for, the, for his father to bless. But uh, Esau, Rebecca, I'm trying to switch over. Rebecca had a conversation between the father and the elder son. And went to Jacob and said, Jacob, come, come, come. Your father is going to bless your son. All you have to do is that go and get one of the goods for me. I will cook it. Kill it, prepare it, and give it to your father so that your father will bless you. Jacob said, it's a good idea, but my, my elder brother, Esau, is a hairy man. I'm a smooth man. When my father, my, Isaac was blind by then, so he couldn't see. So the guy was like, Isaac was going to feel them. So if he feels me and discovers that I'm a smooth guy, he said that I'm lying, and he will curse me. I don't want the curse. If I won't get the blessing, at least let me live my normal life. Rebecca I coil upon your feet Like wine for you to drink Jesus Dr. Mark has just deposited into your hands the truth to your glorious and best life ever. Meditate on these things. Give yourself wholly to them and your progress and success will be evident to all. Connect with Dr. Mark at www.thechristpalace.org or email Dr. Mark at cpimhouston1 at gmail.com. And best of all, come hear the man of God live as you worship with us at Christ Palace International Ministries, 15152 Bel Air Boulevard, Houston, Texas, 77083.